0: Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed podcast. I'm your host, Mudgear Gear Battle Lines Pro, and Strength and Speed owner, Evan Preparis. I got a guest with me on the line. She's my teammate. We're going to bring her on first before we talk about sponsors. So, joining me, I got Rachel Waters. Rachel, welcome.
1: Good morning, Evan.
0: Yeah, and we are. You mentioned it. We are recording this in the morning, so if I sound slightly more lethargic than usual, that's probably yeah, why. How,
1: how are you feeling?
0: I feel terrible. So, we are, this is also like four days post World's Toughest. And, <laughs> you still
1: uh, got to hangover? <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. Like the first two nights were awful. I barely slept. Uh, the first night was really bad. And then uh, the last two nights have been getting progressively better, but like my circadian rhythm is still messed up. So, like, I'll wake up. Like, I woke up at four this morning and I was like, all right, I'm awake. And it's like, I obviously have not slept enough. So,
1: yeah, you get all those like night sweats and, you know then you're hungry all the time and everything hurts and um you know you're i'm sure you're covered in like little cuts and open things that just take time to heal but
0: yeah um, and i got i got a prickly heat all over my back too like where your pores are clogged <laughs> every so i went to like i went to martial arts uh class last night and like every time i started like sweating it just like my my skin tingled like up and down my back
1: <laughs> do do endurance racing it's really fun <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then I, and I signed up for next year already. So um yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They kick you while you're down. They're like, they're not thinking clearly. They still think it was fun. Uh we'll, They'll sign up, but yeah, I saw it was in Texas. So it's
0: yeah, pretty cool. And actually this year the weather was so cold and it, we'll, we'll do a separate world stuff episode, but yeah. you know, the weather just kept dropping. So whatever you were wearing at, you know, 9 PM didn't work for 12 PM, which did not work for 2 PM, which did not work for 4 PM. I mean, 4am. Yeah.
1: And it gets to a point, the problem with that lap is like, if you make a mistake and you aren't prepared and that temperature drops and you're out there and you get to that point of cold where, you know, when you come back in, even if you try to layer up after the fact, if you don't get ahead of it, um, you know, you crash and you can see that with some of the even top, you know, elite level athletes that, you know, if that's a big part of it, it's, you know, can you stay ahead of the, the temperature drop because if you get out stuck out there on a lap cold you come back in cold and anyway i'll let you do that one i mean it's it's relevant to today's you know discussion but it is um...
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you know you're 100 right i mean there was this was in my opinion the deepest field i've ever run against like i i, I showed up to start and i was like whoa <laughs> i was like i should not be concerned with placement today this is gonna be a rough day and um there was a, a lot of the top guys and some and females ended up dropping. You know, uh, Ian yeah. who we've had Ian Kasky who we had on the podcast before, um, better runner than me, hundred percent better than runner than and he he was one spot ahead of me, uh, but ended up essentially crossing the finish line uh, after eight a.m. and was like, "I'm too cold. I'm I'm done. I'm not going back out." Uh, yeah, so- you know,
1: I've learned that lesson on on my twenty four hour races in general that it's not always about you know, top fitness. There's a lot of mental grit. You know, making humbling decisions sometimes um in the way that you dress and prepare and and pace yourself. So, anyway, um, you know, and 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 actually, you know, I'm glad I'm I'm so excited to be doing a podcast with you about you know what what we're going to talk about today because you know you if, if there's anybody in the field <laughs> that knows a thing <laughs> about you know you're the ultra OCR man. You literally wrote the book, and I mean I I love your book. Um, I read your you know. Um, back before I really even like knew you like I read your book and I was like wow this is you know I learned a lot from you so I'm just thrilled to get you know to get to be able to talk to you about this because um, you know you and I could probably talk for like eight hours about this but you know <laughs> just <Yeah>. nerding out.
0: <laughs> absolutely and I appreciate that it means a lot so yeah so let's jump into oh we didn't talk about sponsors real quick so real quick yeah. sponsor plug uh, episode brought to you by two of our favorite sponsors that are supporting uh, Rachel's Event. Um, or one of them is, and the other one is will be used. So Mudgear, if you were at World's Toughest, you and you saw my pit spot, it was the Mudgear spot. So we, we kind of created like a mini Mudgear hospitality thing. John Coley from Mudgear came out, did an awesome job setting things up, and there was big banners everywhere, and we had some food that we were able to share with people. And uh, yeah, they make great products, socks, etc. cetera. They are launching a new product. Am I allowed to say it
1: yet? <laughs> I'm not sure. They're launching a new... Let, let, well, I don't know if you can yet, so maybe we'll, like, like you know, make people kind of scratch their heads, you know. Yeah. Huh? It's a, I'll <laughs>
0: say this. It's a training product, so, like, yeah. not something you wear, but something you would use. So, yep. check, follow Mudgear. I'm sure they'll launch it before. I'd imagine they launch it before Black Friday. I don't know. Yeah. And then, uh, any any other thoughts real quick on Mudgear?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, listening to this podcast and you don't know who Mudgear is... Um, you know, are you an OCR racer? Um, but Ooh. no, you know, I'm just kidding. Well, no, no, but really, uh, Mudgear, um, they've been, you know, in the business longer than anybody. They know what kind of socks we need. And not just for OCR, they've branched out for, you know, hybrid in the gym, um, you know, mountain biking, trail running. So check them out. Um, it's what I'll be wearing out there, you know, as I change my socks. They also will have a sock bundle with the raffle prize in my um fundraiser so you know you can also win a whole pack of mudgear socks as well
0: and i think a lot of people don't know this but mudgear's socks were created for ocr right like alex the the founder the creator like went to it like a very early ocr we're talking like 2010 2011 and was like there's got to be a better option for socks here <laughs> and like C- you cotton,
1: literally... cotton socks aren't working out here
0: <laughs> yeah so mudgear was. it's one of the one of the like that product bleg mitts like there are some products that were specifically created for our sport, and like have been here since yeah. the beginning. um, Race, and then obviously a lot of the like race ready obstacles was created for OCR, right? So yeah, uh, and then the other uh, quick sponsor plug we wanted to give a shout out to is Aurora. So if you're at, uh, they're the heated jackets and vests. Um, my pick crew had them for World's Toughest, great product, and I wore it post World's Toughest because you get the shivers really bad. So um, I it,
1: yeah. yeah going to say, I, I'll be bringing my jacket, um, out with me for my crew to wear as they're out there overnight. And then, you know, when I'm done and get really cold, that's going to be what stays on. And I just want to say that, you know, I've had these moments as athletes, as an athlete, where I've really been proud of my accomplishments and I'm not even kidding, like getting a, having a heated jacket, I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I've made it, <laughs> you know, but it's <laughs> incredible. It's great for, for races because, you know, when you're more, when you're done, right, your hair's wet, Um, You're cold, put that thing on. It's got a waterproof layer. So it's it's a great uh, post race jacket. So um, love mine, wear it constantly at races and in my everyday life. So
0: good stuff. Let's jump into today's episode. And super excited to have you on because, you know, I've been doing these ultra endurance self created charity events for years. And, you know, it hasn't, I was like, oh, I'm sure someone else will come along and do some stuff. And it hasn't really quite caught steam um and then you announce what you're doing and i was super excited i was like well we got to promote this we, and you know obviously we're uh this is not the most convenient time because it's the morning and it's like a couple days after world toughest but we wanted to get it out there because it's happening like in a week so tell us what you're doing
1: oh see it's it's a long story and i'll try to you know Evan, and i can talk and talk so i'll try to keep it brief but you know it all kind of started as most terrible life decisions do it's kind of a joke right or even made big life changing i'm joking when i say terrible life decisions um, but I was talking to a friend in February of this year and he had signed up for a hundred mile trail race. And I, I have a lot of friends. Uh, my sister does endurance, just, you know, trail running. And so it's not wild for me, but I've thought about the hundred mile distance and been like, no. And he kind of made, I was like, you know, good for you. He said, well, you should do one. When are you going to do one? And I kind of half joking said, you know, I would never run a hundred miles. That is so boring. I would only cover a hundred miles if it was an obstacle course race because that's actually fun. And he said, well, you know, then do it at World's Tapest Mutter or Spartan. And I said, well, yeah, I don't know. You know, they don't make hundred mile obstacle races. And so it, it kind of started there. And I like left that day and like really started to think about it. And, you know, one problem that I faced was A, like there's not a hundred mile, you know, obstacle race available that I know of, um, you know, for athletes. And then Looking historically at the numbers from, you know, World's Toughest Mudder and Spartan, which, you know, the 24-hour format's the longest that I know of, uh, women weren't really able to, within that 24 hours, hit that mileage threshold. Um, And so, you know, and and I knew that that Tough Mudder would have a new venue this, this year. And being kind of from the southeast, I know that the Alabama area, you're not, there may be some hills there, but it's not like, you know, Tahoe or Telluride. Type of technical difficulty. It's going to be a flatter venue, so I thought, you know, I don't really want to do World's Toughest Mudder again. I've done it twice. Um, You know, I'm not crazy about the wetsuit. You know, I want to do something different, and I don't even know that 24 hours is enough time for that for me for Rachel to hit 100 miles, right? And then I was, uh, and so I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I wonder if there's like a place I could just do it. And um, you know, I know you and I had done, I think, a podcast after um you know i've done four 24-hour races i've done two world's toughest mutters um spartan ultra championship last year and telluride and then i have some friends in tennessee that had built their own private obstacle course on their you know private land to train on and they put on a small 24-hour event in 2020 which i did and it was so much fun um the venue it's casa garcia um and evan i remember you and i had talked about that because i was able to do 80 miles um there in 2020 so I got this wild idea, and I reached out to them and said, "Hey, I have this really stupid idea. I want to, you know, I want to run a hundred obstacle miles. Um, and can I come out to your house one weekend and do it?" And they said yes. And we picked Thanksgiving weekend, and that was back in like the spring. And um, I've been kind of avoiding it, you know, <laughs> like all summer. I kind of ignored it. Like, well, I haven't really told anybody, so maybe I'll have to do it. Um, you know, because I really started to realize how hard this was. And it took some time for me to realize that what was missing was like my why. Like other than hey, I want to do something hard, it's like, well, Rachel, you need to find a better reason than that. Um, because your reason is gonna be what's holding you together when this gets really, really bad. Um <laughs> when you're out there. And so um, you know, I started to dig a little bit and it, you know, one day I was, you know, out running and it kind of all hit me. I don't know, I maybe this is a woman thing, but have you ever been like out running, you know, just training or whatever, and you just get so overcome that you like stop in the middle of what you're doing? And I mean, I cry sometimes, but does, is that just me, or has that ever I, happened to you?
0: I you're asking the wrong person. I'm like I'm like an emotional <laughs> flat line most of the time, so <laughs> like, no. I don't have, I don't
1: have <laughs> emotion. <laughs> anyway, it was one of those moments, and I realized, you know, so much of my journey as an athlete, um, and, and especially the growth I've had in the past couple of years has had a lot to do with me facing some things from the past. And I said, you know, I need to use this 100-mile experience to deal with what I need to deal with, and what is that? And I realized, like, so much of this, you know, my mom had been sick and died, and, you know, a lot of that, like, kind of messed me up emotionally. I developed some really bad coping skills to deal with that, and I kind of was spiraling for a while, and finding OCR changed my life. Um, You know, I, I really credit that as, like, the initial catalyst that like helped me, me face my, you know, my eating disorder, my trauma from my childhood, all, all of that. So anyway, I'm really starting to dig around in this. Um, but I realized that, you know, dealing with my mom's death and, and her and, and all of that was something I needed to face. And so I wanted to kind of intertwine those. Right. And I was like, you know, let me do a fundraiser because if I'm going to go out here and do it. Let me try to stir up some positive energy. And it was a no brainer for me um, to link it to Lionhearts because you know, that's a that's a group that I work with. And um, they're a they're a nonprofit that gets obstacle course race training and competition available to kids that need it at no cost to them. And that's huge, you know. Yeah. Um, if we all really stop and think about what OCR has done for us as adults in our personal lives and head spaces, and you can give that to kids at a younger age, like help them develop to grow into better humans. I mean, I'm all about it. And so Um, You know, my mom, before she died, she was a middle school guidance counselor and loved children. And she really thought that you could save the future world by how you helped, you know, that future generation and kids. And so I said, well, I'm going to do a fundraiser in in her honor, um, you know, to, to align hearts with this. So that was my why. And then once I figured out my why, which was about a month ago, all of the momentum built. And so I decided I wanted to do something really hard. I wanted to do something that would also be accepted by the community in the way that I formatted it and structured it. Um, I wanted to set a precedent. I wanted to show people you can do really scary, tough things. That you know, I'm not getting prize money to do this. It's costing me money to do this. You know, like the the preparation yeah. and organizing and and stuff. Um, I don't get an award for this. Um, I'm just I just want to do it for myself because. I know I'm going to, you know, get chewed up and spit out through this, but I'm going to come out better on the other side of this, like a totally almost like different person because of this experience. Um, and I just want to show that to people and, you know, stir up some positive energy and athletically push the boundaries, you know, maybe after this, some people are going to go, wait a minute, I'm going to start putting on hundred mile OCRs, you know, and, and, and we can grow our sport and get more people into it. Um so sorry if that was a lot I can talk a lot but that was kind of how this whole thing evolved it kind of started as like a joke and then once I found a venue I realized it was possible and um I'm a little terrified but I'm also excited because I get to do it um it's a once in a lifetime opportunity right now you know
0: now you said basically everything you said with I agree with except for the stopping in the middle of runs and Having being it's emotion having off. emotions yeah yeah everything else I'm like hundred percent on point, you know, pushing boundaries, uh finding a cause that's bigger than yourself and which allows you to dig a little bit deeper, um you know, wanting to do something that's kind of in the far end of uh you know capability, and then you know maybe inspiring some other people and inspiring the sport to to change and adapt, so yeah, hundred percent agree and and spending it costing money, right, like all my charity events, they cost me money, right. Um, oh, yeah. But, and,
1: you know, I'm going to get pretty beat up, but I'm kind of excited. It's going to, ooh, it's going to hurt. <laughs>
0: but yeah, my logic is always like if I can spend, you know, 2000 or $3,000 and raise, you know, 6000 then to me that's worth, worth it. it.
1: Worth well, right? and, you know, I've done World's Toughest Mudder and, you know, those have registration fees also. Right. So when I think about, you know, my expense, you know, out of pocket for this, I'm just like, well, you know, it's like getting to do a race you know um and you know also like the the garcias for hosting me i mean it's work for them they just were at world's toughest mutter and have their own recovery and now you know they're using their energy and resources and getting it right re- i mean that's so selfless of them right right um, they're, they're letting me overtake their backyard for thanksgiving weekend you know
0: <laughs> so for our, our listeners who may not have uh heard you on the last podcast when you won the yeah. 20, their 24-hour event um Side note: We were supposed to be a team for the next year, and unfortunately, it ended up getting canceled due to some personal issues on uh on their part. Yeah,
1: which is yeah, really that's unfortunate. I'm so grateful to them because it's a lot to have people. I mean, I made a a joke, which was like a half joke, but you'll know it's not really a joke. I said, you know, y'all are letting me come out and run circles and piss in your yard for a weekend, you know? Yeah, um.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so tell people what what the course like standard looks like and yep. then what you like how are you adapting and, and using it for this uh 100 101 yep. mile uh, i guess now uh, <laughs> yeah. event
1: Hundred, we'll see when i you know um so this um venue it's you know again it's it's basically i think it's 8 acres of land and so we're not talking about you know a huge like park venue or ski village i mean this is small and what they've developed on their property is a 1 and a quarter mile loop um and on this loop there are more than 30 obstacles. Um, so if you really wanted to hurt yourself, you could do, you know, a mile and a quarter loop and do 30 obstacles. That's pretty much, you know, walking and just doing obstacles. Um, and so they've got a variety of obstacles um, out there. It's, it's a flatter venue, you know, it's, it's south of uh, Nashville, so this is not in the mountains. Um, so it's pretty flat, and they've got 30 obstacles out there. And You know, obviously I'm not running, you know, a hundred or I have to run 81 laps, but I'm not doing 81 laps with 30 obstacles on each.
0: That's as
1: you know, just too dense.
0: It's Um, insanely dense. So was it like day OCR America day day two, it was day, uh, Erie's OCR battlegrounds. I can't remember, but we did the first lap and we did all the obstacles with no additional running, like just plowing the course. And it was I can't remember the actual distance, but if you watch the uh, video from that recap, it was like 0. 0.7 miles and you know 20 obstacles in it. Yeah. You know, at that time we were like, we will literally be here for just today. We will be here for 24 hours. Um, like so we need to add running in between to to make up some mileage. But yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, and you know, one thing, and I, I know we could go into like a whole can of worms on this, but one issue. One Okay, it's it's a great thing that there's not a standardization in our sport because it, there's a variety out there. You can go to Spartan and, you know, had my Savage race last weekend been a Spartan, I would have just burpeed and I had enough of a lead I could have kept second, right? But, you know, in a Savage mandatory completion, Rachel, you're not getting that, your your butt sitting here, you know? Um, and so it's great that we have that variety, but the problem is it makes it hard to, you know, when I was approaching this format, right? When we're talking about, I'm going somewhere with this. Um, you know, what is the appropriate obstacle density, right? Like per mile, there's no standard out there at this point. So I just really, in building this on their course had to take, you know, I consider myself a subject matter expert. I've been racing for a while. I've done enough of the series and all the different brands to get a general feel. So what I decided to do, um, you know, for this mile and a quarter loop was have for every loop, there are six obstacles open. And so when I did the math on this, um, I have to do 81 loops. And if there's six per loop, then that would get me to 486. Um, so I'll, And I'll talk about the, the next 20 like in a minute. Um, and so I thought six, you know, that that's a pretty good density. I mean, if you're doing 500 obstacles in 100 miles, that's at least five per mile. And so I was like, okay, if you had a five-mile obstacle is that'd be 25 obstacles like to me that that number seemed reasonable um as far as like an industry standard would you call it so, yeah, so I, I, would, I,
0: I would agree with that you know t- tough mudder World Tough mudder is typically five miles and 20 to 24 so yeah i yeah, my standard was always like it's got to have at least four obstacles per mile and you're exceeding uh that minimum baseline yeah
1: go ahead yeah and i honestly just picked 500 because i said it you know if i'm gonna do 100 cool miles number. 400, my, 400 obstacles. I'm doing 500 obstacles, yeah, you know? I agree. And then I back, backed it down from there to figure out my math. And so how I'm also, I mean, I'm going to publish, I know there's a lot of people that like to geek out. So I'm going to put this out there next week, kind of like when you would drop a course map, I guess. And I may even have a course map for you guys just for fun. Um, and, you know, I'll put this out there. So this will be there for anybody that really wants to look at like, you know, what obstacles I'm doing and the frequency and stuff. But um, I kind of made a basic formula for that six obstacles, you know, I took the list of 30 obstacles and categorized them, right? You know, we've got grip, we've got, um, you know, which is, I mean, and then if you have a question about how you think I thought, you, you know, broke out again, there's no science behind this. It's just Rachel trying to organize it in the way based on her experience, but I did grip, strength, total body agility, and then like walls are over. Like those were kind of my four categories. And so I said, for every six that I do, you know, I need a grip in there. So, you know, it's about 20, almost 20% grip, right? One out of six. Um, two strength. So strength is, you know, your carries, your drags, your flips, um, you know, a, a total body agility, things like leap of faith, rope traverse, low crawl, kind of things that require all four limbs, if you will, at <laughs> once. Um, and then the wall of- you know, we know over and under is, is, is huge in um, OCR. So my six would be one grip, one total body agility, two strength, and two walls over. And that was sort of the basic framework, if that makes sense. Um, some deviations here and there. Um, but I wanted to, let me step back. I know this is like so complicated sounding maybe, but um, wanting to hit all of those 30 obstacles, I said, okay, if I'm going to have six, open at a time, I'm going to rotate which six I do. So, you know, I'm going to do a certain six, you know, for these miles. Like, let me get a schedule for that so that I'm able to access, you know, all of the different ones, but it's going to be different times, I guess, throughout the mileage. Um, And so I decided that every eight laps, which is 10 miles, because I've got eight laps at a mile and a quarter is 10 miles. So every 10 miles of this hundred, I'm going to change out which six I'm doing. And so that means that on each obstacle, I'm going to do it eight times. Um, You know, and there's going to be overlaps where I'm doing some obstacles, you know, maybe miles, you know, 20 to 30. And then again, at mile like 60 to 70. So there's going to be doubling ups where you're going to have some that I'm doing 60. I mean, more times than others um, to kind of rotate it around. But does that make sense about how it's going to sort of flow as far as obstacle access?
0: Yeah, no, that make that totally makes sense to me. So that's essentially what I've done for when I did OCR Mill, or when I did uh, the six-hour high-altitude one, or even the days where we used a gym for OCR America too. Where it's basically like I'm doing one grip obstacle, one balance obstacle, one strength obstacle, and one whatever. Um, so that's kind of how I organized it, and you know, it, yeah, kind of it helps formula. break. Yeah, it helps break up the race. It takes. Um, you'd be surprised. When you're that far into a race and you have to make decisions about what obstacles to do, it is stressful. It's adding an unnecessary amount of stress. So if you have the plan yep. going in ahead of time, it takes the oh, decision yeah. out of it. right? And, so when I, you know, for, when yeah, I did a high no, altitude one, I had Jay Flores and Scott Rosecki just telling me what to do. I, yeah. was, I, I wasn't <laughs> deciding. They were telling me. And towards the end of OCR Mill, same thing. My dad or Daniel Leonard or David Mainprice would just tell me what to do because it was like – too much just, i can't have another decision right now like I'm yeah just you're like i need all
1: of my energy to climb crawl walk move like my brain can't even you know think and that's why kind of like having this this plan um you know knowing in advance and being able to spread out the density here and there and getting a variety um you know and then i have so i, I mentioned i had like 20 more obstacles in there so i wanted to because i'm trying to get obstacles i want this to be you know, of course is officially unofficial as I can, because not because of what people think, but because of how I want to feel about what I know that I did. Yeah. And, and so that's why I wanted to, you know, I don't want to spear throw in here, Evan. I suck at the spear throw, but I'm not going to leave it out just because I know I'm going to be doing burpees. Like spear throw is a good obstacle to have in there. Um, it represents, you know, we all know which brand it's associated with, and it's, you know, putting that flavor in there. Um, so every 10 miles, which is eight laps, when you know my obstacle sequence like triggering the change, right? I have to throw a spear. And so that means I will have 10 spear throws sprinkled into this thing, um, which is more than I had to do in Telluride because they were, you know, one per lap. And then um I'm gonna have 10 wild card obstacles because there are some obstacles out on that course that um in my opinion, don't belong on a 24-hour race. Um a p a horizontal pegboard, as great as it is for, you know, mandatory completion and, and other shorter OCRs, it really doesn't belong with the the skill it takes um yeah. on a and you know, and granted I'm biased, of course I'm gonna leave it off, but I just I think people may agree with me. Um however, you know, there's gonna be 10 wild cards where I'm gonna spin a wheel, we're gonna do some Whoever's watching from home gets to do some polls of which obstacle is Rachel going to do. Um, and, and I'm going to put some of those harder ones on there so that there is a chance for me, you know, to, to do it once, right. I might be doing burpees, but um, so that, that'll get me to five Oh six. Um, and so that's sort of my, my breakdown um, of, of how I'm going to do this thing. And, you know, I, I struggled with the penalty part. Um, you know, we can't do a mandatory completion race. That just doesn't, that's, Irrational, um and I had to do a penalty, and I could have done a loop, but I really was like, You know what as bad as my decision it's gonna be when I set the record for the most burpees done in an athletic event, you know, thirty burpees is uh is legit, I couldn't think of something better to assess penalties with, you know, um as much as I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> Um, so I don't, you know, what are your thoughts on my, my burpee penalty? Evan?
0: That's, that's rough. I mean, it really depends on, um, you know, which obstacles you're going to be doing and how often you're doing burpees. So, uh, but that's 30 burpees is, is a rough penalty, especially for a 24 hour event. The, uh, one of the, um, 24 hour races called shell hell, uh, which which no longer in operation at the shell hill adventure facility in uh, Vermont used to have similar penalties. They what was it? Spider Man pushups or something, but it was interesting. They it would actually decrease per lap. So like I think it was thirty up for the first two laps if you failed something, and then it was like fifteen if you failed something, and then it was seven, and then it switched to like jumping jacks, and then it switched to mountain climbers, and then it switched to. It had all these like variable penalties, and then the, you know, laps like nine and ten, it was a time penalty, uh, which set doesn't sound doesn't sound bad, but it is bad because it will basically just destroy uh, your ability to complete another lap because you'll just, you'll just time out. Cause it's, uh, I mean, there was like 60 obstacles on that course. It was insane. So,
1: wow. Yeah. And I kind of struggled. That was one, you know, as I was developing this and I really haven't talked to a lot of people about it. Cause I want to kind of keep it under wraps until I had, you know, been really ready to accept that I was going to do it, you know, which I don't know that I still, have. <laughs> I'm starting to, um, is that, um, you know, Spartan, when I did Telluride last year, um, which was their 24 hour ultra world championship for Spartan. Um, what they did is 12 hours into the event, which is halfway, they cut the 30 burpee penalty down to 15. Mm. And so I had thought about, you know, when I hit 50 miles with this thing, you know, halfway, um, maybe decreasing that down to 15. Um, you know, I was trying to say, you know, if, cause I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if these are what, you know, Spartan that pays money, like these are the rules that these, Correct, you yeah. know, endurance have done, you know, let me take bits and pieces of each of them to kind of build my own. And that was one that I considered. And, um, you know, I basically, <laughs> my, my friends at Garcia's, you know, the ones that are are putting this on with me, their feedback was like, no, you know, we need to keep it 30. Like, hold yourself to it. And I appreciate that they did because it was like, no, you're right. Like, don't, don't try to shortcut this thing, Rachel, like you're in it. So, um, you know, I decided to just keep it at 30 for the whole, um, whole thing. So if I miss all my spears, that's, you know, 300 right there. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I, I, in some ways, Evan, I can't even fathom this undertaking that I'm undertaking like I really can't even wrap my brain around it yet because a hundred miles on foot is terrifying to me. Um, 500 obstacles is terrifying to me and the propensity for how many burpees I could be out there doing. I mean, I could do a thousand, I have no idea, Yeah, you know? Um, and you know, one thing that's different about this is, you know, you go to world's toughest mudder and you can help each other, you know, granted the obstacles are different, but, People hold nets for you. They help you over walls. Like this thing, I'm. It's it's just me. I have to do all of these myself, and and that's really exciting, but a little scary. Um. So, you know, it's gonna be an incredible experience to do this thing. Um. But I really don't think I've approached it yet fully mentally. Um. And maybe I never will. And I'm gonna suddenly blink my eyes, and it's gonna be behind me, and be like, wow, you know, um, that was awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got a good plan going in. You put a lot of thought into it. Um, you've, you know, you've linked it to a charity that like you're, you're doing all the right steps, in my opinion, to kind of get, get things, you know, you've created a set of rules that kind of at least set you on the initial path. Um, so my, you know, from my experience, my, my piece of advice is one, you know, remember why you're out there. Cause that's important. Not only because like, all right, I'm raising money for the charity, but like, you know, the, to me from listening to you talk, which basically aligns with the, what I would do is like, you know, my main goals were one to raise money for a charity, two, to push my personal limits, and then three to kind of, uh, inspire others slash raise awareness for obstacle course racing, kind of what we do. Um, does that sound accurate? Those three for you?
1: Yeah, they do. Um, and you know, and just build positive energy. Um, there's so many layers to it and just all of the different people that are involved in this. Um, you know, I'm super grateful to them, but it just, you know, building something positive,
0: um, you know? So we, you know, with with our, I'd say mutually aligned goals for charity events in the past, I'll say, remember those three when they're out, when you're out there. Right. So like, I'm not saying if you're hurting, just immediately change the rules, but you know, you'll, you'll know, trust you'll, you'll know when like, I physically can't pull myself over another wall. Like I, it's physically impossible, right? Like, Yeah.
1: And, you know, and that being said, you you know, there's also the caveat to this of, you know, I can have this plan put together, but if it's snowing, there may be obstacles that for safety reasons, I pull off the course in the same way that Tough Mudder shuts down obstacles and Spartan makes the call. You know, if it's rain, if it's icy, I mean, we're talking about Tennessee the last weekend in November. I mean, that's pretty cold. And, you know, um, if I have to make adjustments for safety, Um, I'm going to make them and my crew's going to make them. Um, You know, we're not this isn't about, you know, hurting myself or being irresponsible either. Um, So, you know, we do have some substitutions we can do, um, you know, for if I have to end up closing things or or readjusting. There's enough obstacles out there um, for me to be able to fill in those gaps comfortably. Um, You know, I'm hoping for good weather, but, you know, if if adjustments have to be made for safety, I'm going to make them. Yeah. Um, makes you know.
0: sense i mean for for ocr everest we stopped using the mountain because of i we saw a bear and i was like i i would literally be eaten because i can't outrun this i cannot run a bear i was like I'm
1: too weak to lift my arms over my head like, i can't it's just not bear. gonna happen
0: um you know yeah. for there's been other events where again we yeah we didn't do certain obstacles because of snow um you know we've had to adjust things based off of uh, timing, or, right. Or so if, change,
1: again, change it around. If it's going to rain only for a little bit, you know, maybe move some of the obstacles because right. I'm going to be out there so long that I could say, look, let me, let me pull this for now, but we may be able to reintroduce it and swap it out for something. Correct. Later. correct. Um, you know, just sort of, you know, all with safety in mind.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I, would, yeah, cool. I would keep, keep those three things in your mind, uh, as you, you know, cause you'll get, you'll get, you'll, you'll get to a point in your event where you'll be like, no, this is what I said I was going to do. I have to do this. And it's like, well, what is it fitting into the bigger goal? And if it says if it is, then then fine, keep it that way. But if it's not, then like adjust on the fly, right? So um, yeah, I'll, I'll just give yeah. you that. I'll just share that with you. Uh, kind of remember why you're out there uh, don't get uh, you know quite obsessed with the the plan ahead of time.
1: Uh, yeah, and just not to remember to feel like too sorry for myself, right? Because you know I have to take a step back and say like, granted, I built this, right? This was my idea. I'm I'm doing it. I've had great people that are helping me. I, cannot do this by myself but you know this is an incredible opportunity that I feel fortunate to get to do um you know how many other racers have the chance to even try to run how would they have a venue would they have the wherewithal would they have the resources would they you know and so I have to remember like when I'm out there feeling sorry for myself like wait a minute Rachel like you need to be quiet because this is an opportunity of a lifetime to get to do something like this and you know the great thing about this Evan is 'm Not the Guinness Book of World Records is not out there there there's no t- I don't have a timing chip I mean yes I'm gonna be garmenting this thing and getting as much and and they're very data driven so they're gonna be tracking everything on my like burpees and what I failed and all that that's gonna be very organized but i'm I'm just gonna start slow and just keep grinding and when I get to one o one, I might just keep going, you know um. <laughs> Because, Bold
0: statement. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, but here's I like the it.
1: thing: if I can get to 105, Evan, you know what that means? That means next year at World's Toughest Mudder, every woman out there has to level up because if they want to get past 105, they have to do a whole other lap. Yeah. And so that extra five miles, you know, sure, am I like the second person now to maybe get that distance? Whatever. I mean, that's never really. That was. Part of it for me, only to draw attention to the fundraiser, right I don't really care for me like you know I'm not trying to like you know win an award here, but that really kind of helps drive the fundraiser from a marketing perspective, right like yep. this attempt, but if I can hit one oh five again i'm i'm pushing I'm pushing women um you know, and then Chris'll probably hit one fifteen next year and <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, you know, and that's kind of my plan on it um, so that's that's it. Um, I think one thing I will, this is kind of a random thought that I want to throw out there. Just if somebody has a question that's listening, I opted for no water obstacles and I i was comfortable with that decision because Spartan keeps you dry on their ultra world championship. Um, there aren't any, you know, obviously if it rains, you get wet, but there weren't any water obstacles there. And, you know, another part is just logistics. I mean, we're at someone's house. I'm not going to like run a hose, for like two days in their yard and make a swamp you know and 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 dig dig a pit and you know when you get wet I don't I I don't have the wherewithal to have a medical team sitting there with an ambulance waiting for me when I get hypothermic um so it is a dry course um and I you know chose that based on you know what Spartans is dry so good enough for me um yeah
0: Yeah, not without precedent there's I've done I've done dry OCRs I mean
1: OCR World Championships is dry for the most part yeah um, so, you know, and I'm going to publish an obstacle list, but, you know, just for people listening, they're maybe curious about, you know, what, what's Rachel going to be doing out there? Um, you know, they've got a rope climb, they've got like an ape hanger type of monkey bars that bounce and swing with like pipe. Um, they've got floating steps. They've got a couple different rig variations. We're going to have a special race ready rig. So if you guys know race ready obstacles, um, they make grips for, you know, all, all of the races. Um, so we're going to have a race ready rig out there, a climbing wall, um, bunch of strength stuff. Um, that's going to be sponsored by GORUCK. So I've got a hundred pound sandbag. I'm going to be thrown around out there. Farmers carry sandbag cleans. Um, I'm going to have a bucket of hoist carry. So my bucket carry is going to be full of hoist, um, tire flip, tire drag, Atlas, road traverse, low crawl, there's so many walls out there. There's a 14 foot ladder wall, eight foot wall, you know, double walls. They have an inverted wall. They have the box, which is a Spartan obstacle. If you guys know, um, that one, um, they've got an Irish table that, you know, will make a grown man cry.
0: Uh, I've (laughs) I've um, crushed, I've crushed some things on an Irish table. It was, I was slightly worried.
1: (laughs) They have this like really hard. eye, but you know, it's just an over, but that's just kind of some of the, the obstacles out there. So, um, so my wild card obstacles that are out there, um, again, these are ones that I think are just a little too difficult for, you know, standard. But I will have access to um, on my, you know, t- 10 free spins, uh, pegboard, gibbons, if you're familiar. I know you know what gibbons is. It's a grip obstacle. Um, they have a double stairway to heaven, which is, um, you know, a kind of an upward, inward ladder type of climb. that's wood, but theirs is like a capital M, so it's two. Um, you know, I'm going to probably throw extra spear throw on that and, um, you know, have fun with it. But I mean, that being said, um, I know that I've had people ask, you know, how can I see what's going on with this? Um, you know, when it's going on. Um, so this is happening Thanksgiving weekend, which is next weekend. Um, I'm starting Friday, Black Friday in the afternoon. Um, I'll be in central time zone and my goal is 2 p.m. That being said. Um I may be driving up there that morning, so if it happens to be three p m um you know I'm living in the gray area there opposed uh, <laughs> to giving myself some some grace on kind of getting this all organized because it's not like there's just this crew that's gonna build this race you know I need to fill up my sandbags and and all that when I get there and kind of help get all this together um, on the front end so starting around two or three p m central time on Friday, and we're gonna have um, some great ways you can track me. I'm hoping that people are going to be sitting around their house watching football board and want to check in on what I'm doing and send me some love. Um, We've created a, the best place to watch it is the Facebook event that we've created and it's a public event. It's, you know, if you look up Lionhearts 101, um, you can send me a message. I'll share it. Um, You know, if anybody wants to join it, it's public. So you can join the event and that way you can see, you know, get updates on posts. So when I'm posting, you know, this podcast, for example, the course map, the optical list, um, all of that leading up to it. But then <clears throat> that weekend, um, we're going to actually have some Facebook live um, at the start throughout the thing. We're not going to live stream this entire thing because really, Evan, I have no idea how long it's going to take. Um, it could take 30 hours. It could take 40 hours. I really, really don't know. Um, and so obviously, we're not going to live stream that. Nobody wants to watch that much content, but we're going to have Check ins with me, some engagement with the audience per se. You know, getting involved with getting to pick the obstacles I do. Um, maybe some stuff with the fundraiser. Some, we may have some prizes to give out to people that are paying attention. You know, some fun stuff like that. Um, another place that you can check it out is um, Hoist. So Hoist at Drink Hoist. If you look them up on Instagram, um, they're the drink that I work with. They've helping sponsor its event, so I appreciate you know their support. But they're going to have an Instagram takeover. My friend Taylor, who is part of my pit crew is one of their athletes as well. So she's also going to be, um, showing some footage.
0: Nice. Good. Uh, are people, let's say someone's local to the area. Are people allowed to come out and pace and run with you?
1: So the short answer is no. Um, out of respect for, you know, the homeowners, I didn't want to open this. I'm not putting their address out anywhere. I don't want you know, all this crowds of people, you know, in and out of their space. I mean, I also am one of those people that I'm a caretaker. So if people are trying to support me, then I got to worry about them. Um, but that being said, if there is somebody local to the area, and I've had people ask me already, reach out to me directly and ask. Um, you know, there, there is some bandwidth probably at certain time periods to have, you know, some people drop by. I mean, I've, I've got a crew set up, but, you know, any sort of love and cheer and support that I could get to help not only me, but my crew, right? I mean, this is selfless for this, this group I'm going to have with me that's, you know, going to not be sleeping as well. And they're going to be counting laps and counting burpees. And, you know, it's cold out there when you're not moving. And so I'm just super grateful for the team of people that, you know, are, are helping me get this done. But um, if somebody is interested or, you know, wants to find a way to, you know, support it, um, just hit me up on, on Instagram or Facebook Messenger. And, you know, we can find out a way if, if, if it's possible to you know get get someone out there but you know it's not gonna be generally just like an open event for spectators
0: got it and then how can people donate where where do I find the donation link?
1: Awesome um so we have an event landing page was another place that all of this content um is at we're gonna upload this podcast We've got some other great stuff links to sponsors um if you're you know on social media you can look at the link in either my Facebook or Instagram um, bio, and it'll, it's called like one of a link tree, and it opens up. It's the top button. It says Lionhearts 100, donate now. That'll shoot you to my landing page, which talks a little bit about my why, some of the info. There's a donate there um, button, so um, you can use any form of payment. Some people are having issues with PayPal, but not everybody, so it could be like an Android or iPhone-like settings, but you can use cards, you can use Venmo, um, all of that, and you know, if anybody has a question hit me up. Um, I'm happy to help. If, you, if you're if you trying to donate and you can't, I'll help you get there um, because, you know, this donation is for something really big and important for Lionhearts. Um, you know, I'm trying to help. I put a pretty, you know, ambitious goal of $10,000 because, you know, this $10,000 has a very specific purpose and I can't disclose what that's for yet. Um, in the same way we had to, can't talk about the Mudgear product yet, but um, you know, I have a specific goal in mind and I'm not quite there yet. So, um, need help with the fundraising, but, you know, regardless of how much money I can or can't raise, still going to do it. I'm um, still going to support them the best way I know how, and that's by, you know, being an obstacle course racer and, and doing this.
0: Gotcha. And you mentioned it earlier, you mentioned that mud gear was going to be doing a, a prize pack giveaway. <laughs> uh, what are some of the details on that? And you oh, know, do I have to donate? Know. Do I get more entries yeah. if I donate more, et cetera?
1: That's a good you know, so I have got some incredible sponsors. Um, so, you know, let me, let me first thank them because, you know, I had this idea and, you know, I can't do it alone. And so I went to four brands that are, you know, really strong, reputable athletic and OCR brands that I partner with and asked, and I had a call with each one of them and, and told them my story of what I was doing, why I was doing it and asked if they would support me. And they all were like, yes. Um, so, I just want to thank, you know, Hoist, uh, GORUCK, Mud Gear, and Race Ready Obstacles, because not only are they helping support some of the things I need to be able to do this athletically myself, um, but they're, you know, helping sponsor some of this. You know, I've got some awesome you know, 100-pound uh, sandbag from Go ruck to Drag. I've got, you know, GORUCK's Power in My Strength. Um, I've got that Race Ready rig, which, you know, help, helps me better show people what I'm doing. And I'm really excited to have, um, you know, that with them, but all four of them have also donated prizes. I'm doing this big grand prize raffle drawing. Um, Every donation is automatically entered. It doesn't matter if you donate $20. Um, You know, I love you if you donate more than that. It helps me reach my goal, but every entry is just, you know, one entry per person. And in a perfect world, Evan, I would have done the more you, you know, enter, the more tickets you get, but I have enough, you know, this, again, there's no race crew building this thing. Everything that has to get done to, to plan and market this, you know, I've had so much help from Shell, um, with Lionheart's kind of helping me with marketing and and building the the website and, you know, really using her time to help me build this. Um, but you know, I just don't have the wherewithal and bandwidth at this point to keep track of raffle tickets, you know? Um, and I, and I, you know, I need help from other people on more important things. So, any donation, every person, you know, you get it, you get a raffle ticket. And what's in that prize pack? It's a killer prize pack. It's worth over a $1,000. Um, you get a year subscription of hoist, meaning for an entire year, you're going to have hoist show up to your doorstep every month, um, which is awesome. So I'm super grateful for that. A Go Rock um, training vest. So it doesn't have the plate, but it's the harness. And those are top quality. Actually, they sent it to me. I have it here. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Maybe I need to enter my own raffle. <laughs> this was nice. Um, and I've got, um, a sock pack from mud gear. So, um, bundle is going to have five different types of hybrid, you know, different sports socks. Um, and then I've got race ready obstacles is donating a $200 merch credit. Um, so, you know, you can get your own, um, OCR training stuff on them, pick out whatever you want. So all of you win all four of those things, um, uh, which is again, maybe I need to f- enter my own raffle. <laughs> But that's, that's, um, you know, I'm really grateful to have that really cool um, prize pack. So I'm probably going to run. Um, my goal was to run the fundraiser through the weekend, um, probably closing it out, you know, the Monday after. Um, and, you know, doing the drawing then, but I'm I'm super excited about that. Um, if anything, even if you don't want to help me, that would be a really cool prize pack to win um, with, with a donation. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's tons of great stuff there and uh, obviously great cause and, obviously putting yourself through a lot. So, you know, please donate, uh, again, we'll, we'll grab some of those links, drop them in the show notes. And then, uh, we will try to get you back on after the event sometime in the next couple of weeks and for you to give us a recap. And
1: ask me how it went, you know, (laughs) that's going to be fun. Evan. you know, the before and after, um, you know, what did you learn? Um, what are you going to do different next time? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs)
0: that's what people um, always, oh next time you do this i was like oh whoa, 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 whoa. a one time let
1: just yeah hang on, hang on thing. wait a minute there yeah well maybe next chat we can talk about after this also we can touch on because i've got some kind of new different big stuff planned for next year so that would be a good chance maybe we can you know talk about the 100 mile obstacle race i'm not going to do next year
0: um, okay. nice yeah that sounds <laughs> sounds good yeah we'll definitely jump in on that uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Anything we missed, anything we need to touch on before we let you go?
1: No, I don't know. Um, Just, you know, check out the Facebook link. If you're confused on how, what, where, just hit me up. I'm happy to answer questions people might have. Um, You know, I appreciate all of the support I've gotten. I've had so many friends reach out. Um, I'm just really excited to be able to, you know, do something that's built out of love, positive energy, and just have fun with it. And I'm really looking forward to, you Know being out there and getting it done and um being on the other side of it, you know, and moving on into next year. Love it, sounds sounds great. Cool, thank you for having me, Evan.
0: Yeah, we'll uh we'll catch up with you in I don't know a week or two, whenever it's whenever you're <laughs> on you, the other side, <laughs> yeah, when you feel recovered enough to, to talk some more about it, and when I feel a little bit better because my my fingertips are still numb. <laughs> so, yeah, oh wow. All right. Uh let's see. Any let's see any, any final shout outs we want to give to other sponsors or plugs for. we Yeah, go? just
1: want to thank um, you know, Mudgear Battle the Lions team, um, been a huge supporter for me this year, helping me get geared up, all the stuff I need. I will have lots of great, you know, um items out there from their support. And again, just um especially hoist and, and go ruck for um, everything they've, you know, supported me with this year as well. And again, thanks to sponsors, thanks to shell at Lionheart's, the Garcia's um, for, ha- for opening their, their backyard to me for the weekend. And um, I'm sorry if I forgot anybody, but you know, thanks, thanks for everybody that's donated and supported me.
0: Gotcha. Good stuff for our listeners. Head over to teamstrengthspeed.com as always got, let's see what do we got going on over there. Um, one, if, uh, if you're into some of the martial arts fighting stuff, I've talked about on the podcast before, uh, TIGA tactics, uh, they're doing a giveaway for veterans. So if you know any veterans that want a free online training course, it's kind of broken into little pieces and, uh, yeah, it's free. You just got to apply. So, uh, hit me up and I'll send you that link. Blegmit lights are all in stock. So we just got a shipment, small, medium, and large, uh, Blegmit lights, the extremes, I think we're down to just small. So I'm not expecting more extremes in until January. They literally have to be produced and then sent over from Australia. So uh, lights are still available, though. I just got a shipment in right before World's Toughest Mother, And then we're also actually looking at uh, maybe adding some modifications to the Blegmits, the, the lights or the extremes, or maybe coming up with a new version. Uh, anyway, I was talking to Deanna. We're just kind of open to options. So if anyone's got like a, a burning... You know, oh I, I really love the gloves, but I really want this one thing changed. <laughs> you know, hit me up and send over that suggestion and we'll if
1: you lay awake at night thinking about that one thing that could make your black mitts better. Yeah. Let us know. I love so, black mitts, by the way. Those are like the best. Sorry yeah. to interrupt interrupt you, but I love black mitts and Deanna's awesome.
0: Side note, the the number of people I, I wish I had like would have sat down and taken a poll because the number of people that were wearing black mitts that stayed out all night, like I think it was literally every person who stayed out all night had black mitts on. At, yeah. at least that's what it seemed like to me, right? I mean, yeah, there were there were some people that were wearing black mitts that went back to their tents at night? Yes. Uh, but if you stayed out all night, it looked like every single person had black mitts on, which was just kind of wild to see. Um, so it was cool to be like, oh, I helped, you know, me and I that mean- Deanna helped, helped, helped make that happen. Well, I mean,
1: that that was from World's Toughest Mudder, wasn't it? I mean, that kind of go full circle on like when we jumped on, but, um, you know, sometimes it's not always athleticism and it is athleticism, but, you know, you have to gear up appropriately to survive um, something like that, you know? So we kind of talked about layering up and, you know, not having the right gear. is going to DNF you um, sometimes more than than athletic ability. Um, So love love mitts.
0: And then I'll, uh, I will, I'm will I'll going to do a Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, month. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, I've got, uh, basically, if you order anything from TeamStrengthSpeed.com, book, leg mitts, um, a sticker, whatever you want, uh, order something from the website or patches. We got uh, patches from uh, 37's Custom Apparel. I will send you, and then shoot me a message, I'll send you a free audio download for Ultra OCR Man. Right, so it's... Uh, just basically if you have an Amazon account or an Audible account, I'll send you the code and the link and you can download it for free and then you get some motivation for your runs. So
1: Oh yeah, and I that's a great book, by the way. Um I read it um year you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's taught me a lot about the fueling, the preparation, the mindset, the gear, um all of the things. If you're looking to, you know, you want to survive your first spartan ultra or even take on something like well you saw your friends doing world's toughest mutter and like i'm gonna do that next year um definitely check out that that ultra ocr book um you know it's it's the the best out there um so
0: yeah love it appreciate it all right yeah. we're gonna get going uh because i actually have to go to work at some point yeah
1: <laughs> you're exhausted from talking you're, you're still working through your morning <laughs> re-rhythm <laughs>
0: Yeah, I went to I went to work on Tuesday, and people like you look terrible. I was like, Yeah, I know, I feel terrible.
1: They're like, like, I just want to go. (laughs) Like I just want to go home. Uh, Yeah, my my boss already knows that the week after Thanksgiving, I may be working from home some extra days because you know I might not be able to walk but we'll see
0: and i've got a i gotta i gotta fly out again this week and i got a wedding to go to um, oh
1: that's but, worth yeah the, the flying's worse than the racing sometimes but you know anyway but um thank again thanks for for having me evan have a good day and i'll and i'll talk to you soon
0: all right sounds good catch you later